After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Today's guest is Leah Bernstein, president of Mountain Apple Company. Leah has been with the Mountain Apple Company since 1980, where she began as a receptionist with only two co-workers. With her involvement, the unprecedented growth cycle has been achieved every year of Mountain Apple's existence. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Leah Bernstein. Welcome to our show, Leah. Thank you so much. So as president of the Mountain Apple Company, what is your role? What do you do on a daily basis? Anything that needs to get done. Um, primarily, I try and keep all departments moving forward so that we can uh, continue to distribute Hawaiian music around the world. So you started off as the receptionist. Can you tell us that interesting story of how you made it up all the way to president? Um, it was a pretty quick ride, actually. Um, I had met John DeMello when I was in Los Angeles at a recording studio, and my husband was going to law school at the time in Los Angeles, and we decided to move back to Hawaii when he had passed the California bar to take the Hawaii bar, because this is where we wanted to make our home. And um, I had officially retired from the music business. I was never going back into it again. I had been in the music business since I was about nine years old, helping out in my early years and um, with my sister in a company that she worked for in Los Angeles. And... Um, I just had a lot of experience in it, but I had retired from it. I was tired of it. It was over for me. And about four months into my retirement, I was very bored, and John DeMello heard that I was very bored and came up and offered me a job one day, and I took it and started the next day. And then what did he say? He said, I'm starting a company. Come be the receptionist? No, the company had already started. Mountain Apple was already two years old at the time, and he said he had a position in the company, and he thought I might fit. And they needed a receptionist at the time, and I needed something to do in the daytime. So did that bother you, though, being that, you know, you were so knowledgeable about the music industry, and here he's saying, would you like to be my receptionist? Not at <laughs> all, because I knew that, that he would see that I had some value for the company. And it was the first day I was there answering the phone, I knew anybody who called, just about everybody who had called from the mainland. I knew in, personally already. So... John is pretty astute, and he realized that I didn't need to be trained in a lot of areas that um, most people would think I needed to be trained in. But what I needed was the knowledge of how to work in a local business and how to work with local artists and what Hawaiian music and local music really was. Because it's, primar it's, it's primarily Hawaiian music, but it's not all Hawaiian music. And then how would you get that knowledge? Being in it. Hit and miss a lot of times. I think that's... Uh, basically the way you learn how to work in any culture. So you're not from Hawaii, right? No, I'm not. Where are you from originally? I was born in New York, spent the first 10 years of my life in New York, and then my family moved to Los Angeles. And um, I had moved here when I was maybe 19 years old, 18 or 19 years old, and I worked for Tom Moffat at Cape Boy Radio at that time. And then my husband decided to go to law school, and we moved back to the mainland because 
UH Law School, it was in its first year and not accredited at the time. So we moved back to Los Angeles for four years, and that's how I met John DeMello. I was working in a recording studio in Los Angeles that he used. So your parents were in the music industry? My sister, my older sister. My parents weren't in the music industry, but my older sister was. Was she a singer or an entertainer? No, or? she was basically what I am today. Basically, she, she ran an office, and she worked for a gentleman named Lou Adler, who is a legend today. He produces shows like the Emmys and little things like that. And um, At the time, she was his secretary at Reprise Records, and then he broke off from Reprise and started Dunhill. And it was she was the only office worker at the time, so I that's why I started so young, because I was her nine year old sister that could come in and fill out papers, you know, fill out forms and <laughs> stuff envelopes and do whatever they needed to do with this what brand kind new of company. What kind of forms are you filling out at nine years old with curly Q kind of writing? I was filling out copyright forms. Oh yeah, I was. I was filling out kind of crazy things and just filing, doing things that needed to be done around the office and. It was, uh, you know, I was a gopher. It was exciting to me. I was a young girl, and they were working with Jan and Dean, the Mamas and the Papas, the Grassroots, the Turtles, and I got to sit in on a lot of those sessions, those recording sessions, and it was, I was starstruck. I thought this was fun. It was a lot more fun than babysitting or working at McDonald's. So, so how so, come you wanted to get out of it? After, Los Angeles is a tough place, and the music business in the 70s was very, very difficult. Uh, it was cutthroat. It was nasty. And when I got to Hawaii, everything seemed so happy. And I was like, I can't go back into the music business. This is this is so wonderful. And uh, what I found out is that the music business in Hawaii is as wonderful as just living here. So it worked out really well. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. This is Leah Bernstein, president of the Mountain Apple Company. Join me in listening to Carrie and Evan on Greater Good Radio. We're back with Leah Bernstein, president of Mountain Apple Company. So when coming to Hawaii, Leah, did you notice a huge difference in the music industry in the mainland and then in Hawaii? Absolutely. Absolutely. The Aloha spirit really does live uh, throughout this place in whatever industry you're in. And there was a big difference between... Um, competitors, even to this day, you know, it's 27 years later, and even to this day, our competitors, you know, we still kiss and hug and, and love each other. And, you know, if I see that something is really selling well, we'll make sure to, to put it front and center in any stores that we have uh, display control over and make sure that the, the brand and the category of music is very strong because that helps everyone. 
What's the difference between your experience in the Mountain Apple Company in its first days and then now? Oh, boy, that's a hard one. Um, the biggest difference, I think, is the amount of employees we have and trying to keep peace amongst the internal culture. And we are like an ohana and like a family, and so it's really a wonderful thing. Everyone's very, very passionate. Uh, when I started with Mountain Apple, there were three of us, and now there's 25 of us plus nine independent reps, So, it, sales reps. So it, it's a bigger culture, and it's, it's a lot more difficult just to keep everything, all the moving parts, harmonious. I think that's the best word for it. As you learned from John about the local market, what are some important lessons that he taught you in regards to being a part of the local music industry? I think the most important thing that John pointed out to me right away was I get very excited and I'm very aggressive. When I want to do something, I just want to do it. I don't want to take the time to explain it to everyone down the, down the food chain. And John was able to tell me that I was scaring people off and that they weren't willing to talk at all because I was just coming in too strong. So I learned to change a style, to change my style personally of how I would approach um, everyday requests. What do you mean? You warn them first? No, I would just come in on the, in a different approach. It would it would just be a much gentle and gentler and softer instead of just let's do this. Isn't this great? And this is what's going to happen at the end. It would be you know if we do it this way, we can have this result. And people just I think that is really one of the most important things lessons I learned, and it's helped me live here more peacefully with everybody. So, do you think that it's harder to do business here in Hawaii than in the mainland? Um, I don't know if it's harder to do business here. We're more, we're much more removed, so we're always finding that we are, even if the trend is happening and we're aware of it, we're still not in the trend. And I think that makes it easier in a lot of ways to be successful because we can see how things are, which direction things are headed, and let them make their mistakes first, and then we pick up on the success stories and emulate that. You know, people talk about communication being so key. Do you find that maybe some mainland leaders do come in here and they have their own communication style? You know, Hawaii has its culture and a different communication style as well. Do you think that might be um, a difference of why some people make it and don't? And if, if so, can you give us some tips on what you think would be the best way to effectively communicate with the locals? Hmm. I, I do think it, it makes a big difference on how you communicate and, and what you do here. The way you approach people, and I think most of us that come from the mainland, and I know I was one of them, I'm, I'm guilty, very guilty of this, is when I came here and I started working for John, I thought, oh my God, we can do this much better. I've done this on the mainland in this manner, and we can get this done much better and much more effectively, and these country bumpkins really don't know how to do it. And I find that everyone I meet that says anything like that or has that sentiment to me is here for a very short period of time. No one really ever lasts that thinks that they can teach Hawaii how to do it, whatever it is, you know, whatever business it is, whatever thing, um, whatever you're, you know, you're trying to get done. So I think that uh, the best way to communicate is to fit into the culture you're in and to see how, what advantages um, you're bringing to the table for the other party. It's always a win-win. How do you guys define your roles between you and John? Well, John is primarily creative. 
But John is a brilliant businessman as well. Um, he was brought up in and around Henry Kaiser and his father doing a lot of business. And so whether he likes to admit it or not, his left brain, right brain, whichever brain it is, his business brain works just as well as his creative brain. Um, I have a business mind. I don't have any creative talent at all. I can find middle C on a piano, but that's about the end of my musical talents. Uh, I'm a good listener. I love to listen to music, and, and I don't know if I can guess hits or not. I know good music compared to music that is not as refined. But um, I think that really the delineation is is that I handle business affairs, and John is in charge of creative, although he's very, very involved in the business and the decision-making. And then how long did it take you folks to kind of uh, settle into your roles when you first started working together? Probably in the first six months, we figured out how to dance. You know, that's, that's really, you know, and how not to step on each other's toes, not get in each other's way. You know, it's pretty much gone on that way for a long time. And um, he can pick up for me any time, you know, I'm gone for any length of time. And unfortunately, I can't do what he does, but I can certainly keep the, the train on the tracks moving down the you know, moving down the tracks to, to success. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek work with Monster so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. This is Leah Bernstein, president of the Mountain Apple Company. Join me in listening to Carrie and Evan on Greater Good Radio. We're back with Leah Bernstein, president of Mountain Apple Company. Leah, coming in as a female, as president of the company, did you ever feel that it was harder you know, because of your gender? I never allow that to interfere. I had two amazing mentors in my life. One was my mother-in-law, who was a female judge and the first female to ever graduate U.S. law school, USC law school. And uh, the other one was Harriet Bauslog, who was a very, very powerful attorney in Hawaii. And she was an attorney in the 40s a female attorney in the 40s working for the ILWU, which was a very unusual um, situation. And they both really, really impressed upon me that if I let my gender get in the way, I would not be able to get ahead. And they forced me to ignore it. And I try to ignore it as much as I can. I try and just do the best job I can and, and earn people's respect with the actions rather than if I'm female or male or tall or short or Asian or local or it's, you know, there's a lot of different ways in, in Hawaii, especially, that you can get ahead. And uh, I've just tried to do it with the actions. You folks have expanded globally only within, what, the last decade or so? 
Uh, about the last 15 years, we've really been very active within the rest of the world, and the Internet has helped that tremendously in the last decade. So how did that end up getting started when you decided to do that expansion, and then what were some of the growing pains in that? We always wanted to make sure that the music... Um, John and I have a saying, we want to get it beyond the reef. We always want to get our music beyond the reef. It's it's an important point. Music makes people happy, and Hawaiian music normally allows them to associate with um, a desired trip to Hawaii or their their lifetime their once in a lifetime trip to Hawaii. And so we've we've always wanted to get beyond the reef, and uh, we were able to do that pretty easily once we we were able to uh, get into the Waikiki market because people were taking music home as souvenirs. And once they started doing that and showing their slideshows to their neighbors and friends of this is my summer vacation, then we were able to expand. And then we we didn't we knew we wouldn't get radio play across America and mainstream stations. So what we did was we went ahead and found other ways for people to hear it. Mostly that's music licensing through commercials and film and TV. So that was one of the ways, and, and we've had tremendous success. That's one of the nice things about Montanapa is you guys are really touching people worldwide, not just locally, with the talent of Hawaii. You know, you folks also touch the community here in Hawaii, getting involved with different organizations and charitable um, groups. Can you share a little bit more about that? We like to bring music into people's lives, so we always like to focus at that. And um, some of the ways we've done that is... Aloha United Way, uh, we gave them, I think, a few thousand, maybe three or four thousand CDs for their capital campaign, so that if you donated X amount of dollars, you received a gift with that, and that was music. So we've done a lot of that. We've worked with, uh, when the Iraq War started a few years ago, we've worked with all of the branches of service in getting music to our troops. We found out that the Hummers had CD players in them, so we were all excited about that. And, and a lot of the, the vehicles that they're driving have CD players, and so music brings you home pretty quick. And we, had, we were getting cards and letters, and it was very rewarding to, to help with, with that effort. And the National Guard has contacted us, the Army, the Navy, uh, the Air Force. They've all been contacting us, and we've been able to spread CDs. We're part of almost every fundraiser in town. You'll always go to the silent auction tables and find a mountain apple basket that we've been happy to donate. Uh, we try and stay with the appropriate music for the crowd that's going to be there so that they do bid high on those things. And, and we've been lucky enough to have some of the highest bids for silent auctions. So we're happy about all that. We've donated money on release of some big albums to the Waianae Coast Comprehensive Health Center, uh, different organizations like that. We just try and, and keep it. Our community work is always involved in music somehow or another. How did that Waianae Coast Comprehensive work where you folks were involved with that? That was for the Israel Kamaka Bivole album, Wonderful World. And on the release of that album, because Israel was so involved on the Leeward Coast and grew up on the Leeward Coast, that was the primary. And they're so underserved. They, the people of the Leeward Coast or the, the west side of this island are so underserved in health. And the Waianae Comprehensive Health Center is such an amazing organization that they're just touring their facilities and seeing what they actually do is remarkable. And 
that was just a charity that we decided with the Honolulu Advertiser, Sprint, and Oceanic Cable, and First Hawaiian Bank. Uh, we all got together and decided this was a great gift to the community. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Staying cool on Hawaiian time. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. Neptunites. For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. This is Leah Bernstein, president of the Mountain Apple Company. Join me in listening to Carrie and Evan on Greater Good Radio. We're back with Leah Bernstein, president of Mountain Apple Company. You're involved with a number of personal like groups, women groups and other groups. Why are you doing that and maybe some of the things that you're involved in, what you're learning from it? Well, for women around the world, it, Carrie's question earlier was very, very real and and a lot of women need mentoring they need to know that you can you can climb above the glass ceiling if as it were and i try and and give back because i was given so much by two very powerful women and i just try and find ways to give back in different uh, you know of course i belong to now the national organization of women i belong to a lot of different organizations that just try and and help women in developing countries and put them into their own businesses and so it's it's kind of an exciting world out there right now especially for women because they're supporting themselves and getting ahead in every way shape and form and you're right there's not a lot of women mentors available because there's a lot more male businessmen for our females out there are you able to give us um, some advice in regards to life or business of what we need to keep in mind to be successful in what we do we're smarter than anything and anybody, so we can just sit there and do what we do best. We don't need to worry about the fact that we're female. I think that a lot of women get caught up in the fact that I can never get ahead because I'm a woman or I could never get to the CEO position of this company or that company because I'm female. Uh, one of my heroes in this community is Connie Lau. Connie Lau is CEO of Hawaiian Electric Industries and of American Savings Bank. And, I mean, it's just remarkable that this woman is able to do that. And as one of, I don't, it's a handful of women across the country that are in Fortune 500 companies that is, are the CEOs of Fortune 500 co companies. So she, she's 
definitely one of my heroes. And, and I, I try and tell any young woman that says, how do you do this? And why are you doing it? And is that forget about the fact that you're female. It doesn't matter that you're female. What matters is that you're dedicated, that you're passionate, and that you're smart. And that you, can, you can do it. There's no doubt you can do it. And we're, I think the female gender is a little bit more adept at multitasking. So there, most women I know are raising families and keeping households and working full-time, if not more than full-time. What's the most inspirational story that you like to tell maybe some of the women that you're mentoring? Something maybe you've learned in a conference or your mentors or so on? Well, a young woman, um, I was asked to speak to a Sacred Hearts class. Actually, they came to our office here. And when I was called by the counselor, he just said to me, I want to just show the girls in our senior class that they can get past the glass ceiling, that they can do it. And so they came and we talked for a while. And there was one young lady that would not leave my side. She just stayed glued to me the whole two or three hours that we were together with this class of 20-year-olds. And as I was walking them to the door and saying goodbye, she said to me very, very forcefully, I'm going to own my own record company one day, and I want to start working for you tomorrow. And I was so impressed by her zeal and by her motivation, by her you know, excitement, that I basically just said, have your mom call me. Because I wanted to make sure it was okay with her parents that she worked part-time and... She started very quickly. She started within the next week or so. Her parents did stop her down from working the next day because she had tests and finals. And uh, So she started working for me, and today she's working for Universal Music in San Francisco. And, uh, and she's, she's just wonderful. She's just a great... She worked for Mountain Apple for about three years, and then she decided to continue her education on the mainland. And she's, she's an inspiration to me because she really, really did... She just put her mind to it, and this is what she wanted to do, and that was it. And I am i really had doubts that she would stick with it. I thought, when she gets into it and realizes we could be selling widgets or anything, because the music business is fun and it's exciting and you get to see a lot of creation, but in the end, it's selling a product. And uh, you could be doing, you know, we could be selling shoes today, but we're selling things that make people happy. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio, Hawaii.